good morning good afternoon good evening wherever you are whatever the case may be i hope you all are very well today uh, today is monday it's the 14th of february and uh, valentine's day believe it or not so i hope you're all having a good day um as promised i've got in today's show episode whatever you want to call it um is the period of time when i was in the cadets and we stayed on the island of briar on the answer city for two weeks and as i said in the last episode uh, a near-death experience of one of our cadets um i gave two of the clues and i missed one out foolishly foolishly me um yeah so one was a ouija board two was very small graves and the third thing which i forgot to include in the last episode was a pair of baseball boots so that's coming up very shortly I've given this the title um, of What the Hell Happened? And uh, this was back in 1977, the summer of, when I was a mere lad. Um, I expect some of you listening weren't even born or even thought of then, and some of you might have been. Um, yeah, it was, I thought the 70s were great, as I've said previously. Um, Sorry, I'm just fiddling around my desktop a second. If you don't, if you can uh, just forgive me. Sorry about that. I thought I was ready, but obviously I wouldn't. Give myself a slap. Okay, yeah, summer of '77. Sounds like a song, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. Anyway, we, as I said, we had uh, saved money as cadets. We've made money. Uh, We've done different functions in order to raise some money, and we were going to go to the Alzacilli for two weeks as sort of a holiday and half training and there was a select few of us i think it was only about 10 of us cadets i think that's about the number and two instructors stroke officers um anyway so we had to take uh the ship which is called the salonian from penzance harbor uh so we arrived there early-ish uh, one morning although it doesn't depart until about nine o'clock and you can always hear when it departs because you can hear the uh, horn sounding as it leaves sort of a tradition so the journey over was indeed stormy um it as recorded at the time it was the worst weather that the salonian ever set sail in and typically i was on it but um billy and myself that's my good friend uh we felt fine we ate our egg sandwiches on the way over whilst the other cadets were throwing up um we were being battered with high winds and rains and uh the captain of the ship invited us up to the bridge to have a look and uh, we went up there and were quite astounding to watch the bow of the ship disappear into the sea and then re-emerge again was quite a fantastic uh, thing to witness um if i remember correctly we arrived at saint mary's and the storm remained at sea but it was still gray and overcast when we docked uh billy and myself in our panic chose the wrong hatch to depart through you know we opened this hatch thinking you know all hatches lead to the harbor but we were wrong uh, we found ourselves with only the rim of the ship to navigate around um with 
a heavy backpack and wearing our number eights and odd nail boots if we'd fallen in that would have been curtains for us so it would have been bye bye Billy and bye bye Steve again you could make another song up about that couldn't you um, we retraced our steps back and found our way to the upper deck and eventually to the safety of the harbour sound ground I don't know why I came up with sound ground sound ground okay 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 uh, after loading all our gear onto a flat bottom boat we headed towards Briar we were relieved that the pilot managed to get us as close to the shore as possible meaning we didn't get our boots wet or our feet wet uh, we walked up the beach and um, just to our left was a little jetty uh, with an iron bar sticking at the top and we'll talk about that iron bar in a minute um, uh, we edged our way up and soon was on a narrow grass path and in about five minutes we came across what to be our home for the next two weeks it was a huge wooden well you're inclined to call it a shed but it's far bigger than the common shed more like a wooden chalet we entered and stowed our gear the atmosphere if an overly large shed could have one was welcoming and warm I know it was summer but you know what I mean don't you so just one minute I'm just trying to fiddle around again on my desktop and I'm um, getting nowhere fast just to show the human touch I get things a little wrong sometimes but anyway back to the story or back to the memory it's not a story it's a memory right we needed a flagpole in order to serve our revali and sunset duties and I was the only bugler or in this case I was the only one who wanted to do it um, anyway a couple of cadets ran off to find a, a suitable piece of wood or something like that or a branch or something that could make a flagpole and they returned with an iron bar and we never clocked where they got the iron bar from so we stuck the iron bar into the ground put our flag on it and before we could hoist it a chap walked up and uh, he and he was very nice he could have been very angry he could have been Mr Angry of the Silly Isles but he wasn't he was Mr Nice and he said oh hi guys I know you need that but that bar is put on the end of the jetty because when the tide comes in it goes right over the jetty and the boats can't see the jetty and they crash into it so yeah we let him have it back um, so like I said he was very nice I don't know who he was um, obviously he was a resident of the island um, and so then we had to find something else which we did and I can't remember what but we did um, the first couple of days uh, we spent soaking up the sun um, listening to music like the drifters singing float on float on on a transistor did you like that you did more later no I'm only lying on a transistor radio that somebody has sneaked from home right I've got to explain at this point going to the loo we had no toilet facilities in our enlarged shed stroke chalet so if you wanted to go to the loo you know that's number twos as well as number ones uh, you had to walk away from the chalet area uh, it's all like um, grassy sandy area and um, you know as soon as you felt that you were comfortable nobody was watching you except for rabbits they weren't used to humans over there rabbits they could come right up to you these wild things you know and be your friend forever um, bit unnerving when you're trying to have a poop but that's another story isn't it um, we also uh, saw Bill Oddie 
Um, he was when the tide went was was stutter 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 when the tide apologies everybody when the tide used to go right out if you were quick you could walk from a briar to tresco um if you weren't quick you drowned um unless you could swim but anyway we saw bill oddy down on the beach walking along and we said to him oi mister you're bill oddy aren't you and he went i may be that was my best bill oddy voice there did you like that Okay, moving along. Uh, you could also row across to Tresco for supplies, which we did. And on one occasion, we were coming back, and uh, one of the cadets uh, leant back as he pulled the oar, and it snapped in his hand. And uh, on another occasion, we got stuck on a sandbar, and we got off to push it. And as we kept pushing, all of a sudden, you was out of depth. You're completely gone. So it was quite... You know, in places a little bit dangerous, but um, it, it was a beautiful place, beautiful scenery, um, and the water was pretty warm as well. Um, sometimes at night, Bob, that was our chief petty officer, uh, used to tell us ghost stories that frightened the crap out of us. Um, we didn't have electric mains electric in this chalet so we had like candles and battery operated lights so when he told his stories well, he was always looking over your shoulder um yeah as i said it scared us quite a bit no wonder we slept um right so on one occasion um we had to go to the off officers quarters which was the next room next to ours and they said well i'm going to do the ouija board and um this is one night um so we had candlelight and uh, so the scene was pretty creepy um we couldn't tell if it was spirits moving the glass or one of us but something in the corner of the room did fall over and we all jumped uh, so i remember that um the next day uh, we did a quick recon around the island um it's not a very big island and i don't remember seeing any other humans um all but the lady in the little tiny shop I mean, the shop was the size of a oh, half a box room and uh the owner of the cow from which we had warm milk on our cereal every day and that was heaven um we came across uh what seemed to be the island dumping ground if that's i could call it that There's rubble and bits and pieces and stuff like that and uh sitting on a granite boulder was a pair of white baseball boots in almost new condition well i made a grab for them but dale sort of friend or what well although one day he did still still my gill my gap my girl sped in front of me and he claimed them but still to this day i puzzle over these boots why were they there sitting on top of a granite boulder almost new why did somebody leave them there um well, Dale hadn't tried the boots on and seemed disinterested in them, which annoyed me as I really, really wanted them. Uh, the next day we were to do our 24-hour uh, survival stint on the uninhabited island of Samson. Um, sorry, just losing my track there a bit. Sorry about this, everybody. One second, there we go. That's better. Uh, Samson is basically a shaped as two humps one in the north and one in the south uh, we were landed amongst these huge seals 
All we had was a 24-hour ration pack each and a few litres of drinking water. There was no bedding, no tents, uh, no sleeping bags and no means of communication. We were talking the 70s here. You couldn't lug around a cool box of you, could you? Because that was all you had back then. You know, there's no such thing as mobiles, telephones, that sort of thing. So the North Hump... No, hang on a minute. I got that wrong. The South Hump had ruins of buildings. Um, no roof, just walls made of local stone and mud as mortar. We cut back ferns for bedding and laid it down where we chose to sleep. I remember it being, it being a Sunday uh, because we listened to the top 20 on the radio. Yes, you heard top 20. God, how we were sport back in those days. I just, of course. At 11pm that night, we had to go to the north side of the island and flash our torch three times across the sea in the direction of St. Mary's where our adult instructors would be frantic with worry, wringing their hands. Again, I'm being sarcastically funny. They were, and I realised later, in fact drinking in the pub on the island. So, there we go. Um, once we'd done this, this would indicate we were okay. Uh, yep, there was no adults with us on this mission. On seeing our flash... Um, now knowing that they wouldn't have had hope in hell seeing the flash of a torch from that distance but at the time we believed it all to be true so we decided before it became dark that we would walk over to the north side and get our bearings it took about 10 minutes to walk and once there we couldn't see St Mary's because of the humidity also there was another important problem well a massive problem for us people as we were young there were ancient graves there. No headstones, just stone-clad sides to graves. The graves were tiny, maybe of children, of small people. It was enough to scare us. And nobody, even the hard nuts uh, amongst us, wanted to traipse over at 11 o'clock at night and signal that we were all okay. So at 11 p.m. that night, with our fire dying in the corner of the ruins, somebody climbed onto the wall uh, of the ruined building and flashed the torch, that is, three times. Well, trying to sleep that night was virtually impossible. Uh, it felt cold. Uh, we could hear the odd thud on the ground and uh, if it sounded like ferns were being walked through by humans uh, no by what we 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 didn't know you know we say humans but we don't know it could have been animals um, but uh, it spooked us uh, the next day we returned to Briar and we actually lied about going to the north side and signalling we said that we did it but our officers lied back in acknowledging that they had saw the signal it was cool that's the way it was uh, the next night uh, we were planning to do seek and defend uh, on Briar uh, we split into two groups I was in the defending team and was partnered with Dale and just to rub it in a bit he decided to wear the baseball boots okay you know me and bitterness 
go a long way, go a long way. Um, yeah, they should have been mine. Yeah, okay, no, leave it there. Walk away, walk away, Steve. During the night, all was well, and I decided that we needed to move and hide into some longer grass. Dale was just lying down, and I shook him. Um, so I wanted him to look at me. I didn't want to speak, because I didn't want to give our position away. There was no response from him. I leaned into him face to face. His face was a strange colour, whitish grey. I knew he wasn't well, and for a couple of minutes I thought he was dead. I shouted, and uh, everybody within a couple of a couple of minutes or so um, gathered around me. Uh, we carried the very very sick, poorly Dale uh, back to our living base. Lit all the candles possible. He didn't look good lying on that wooden floor. The adults were talking in hushed tones about getting help from the mainland. I decided to make Dale more comfortable and remove the baseball boots. As I did, all the right colour returned to his face, and he came round. He was totally confused at what was going on, but he made a full recovery within seconds. The next day, without talking to each other, Dale and myself returned the boots from where we found them. Now, were they cursed? Did the Ouija board conjure up an evil spirit? Or did we upset the spirits of the graves on Samson Island, an island where there is no human life? Uh, throughout the two weeks we did a whole lot of other things. Um, I must admit I fell in love with the Isles of Scilly. It's like a tropical paradise. And if you ever get to visit, I strongly recommend you do. Um, you can fly over via helicopter, which is just situated, sorry, situated outside of Penzance, or take Salonian. I recommend Salonian because it takes you around the back of Newley and Marisol before you set out sail into the sea. Um, so I think that's it for today's program. It's short and sweet, to the point. I hope I hope you enjoyed it. What what is your favourite school day memories, if you have any? Or your school day hates. You might have a few of those as well. I'd love to know. In the next episode, I'm going to talk about music and my top 20 70s, yes, 70s records. Until then, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for popping in. Stay well. And uh, this is Steve Richards saying, see you again. <laughs>